What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Nerdwide Podcast, episode 15, where we're going to talk about all the nerdy stuff that's been in the news for TV, movies, and gaming. Of course, I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, with my man, the co-host, Mr. Chris Rivers. How's it going, Tyler? Listen, we you know we did a little two week two week breaker, if you will. Uh, this uh-huh. past week we took a break off. Uh, Nashville had its snowpocalypse of, you know, we usually have one of these every three to four years, give or take. Um, I know yeah. here where where I am, we got three and a half inches of snow that's already on top of about an inch inch and a half of ice, and you yeah. know, had unfortunately had to call out of work two and a half days of the week, <laughs> and then. It's it's been mess. <laughs> How about yourself, sir? Yeah. Oh, I've been out all week. Mm. Um, the side roads just don't get the same treatment as the main roads. No, and that was my problem. And that, like, it it doesn't do a whole lot of good to clear off the main roads if the side roads, you know, you, you have to be able to get to the main road. Right. And uh, yeah, so I've been out all week, but uh, as we'll talk about in the TV section, I put my time to good use i think oh well i can't wait to get to it i know we for the the city that i'm in they tweet uh put something on facebook that they only have six salt trucks and then they hit the main roads and then the secondary like main roads and then that's it and they said that we you know we can't cover everything else there's only six of us and i was like oh but that was my problem was you couldn't get out of the neighborhood back here the road was just a solid sheet of ice and yeah I tried. I mean, I only went to, you know, I'm a huge uh, gym gym guy now, and I only went to the gym once this week. It, it, Friday, mm. from last Friday to this Friday, that was it. But, you know, Chris, enough about us. You know, we've talked about us for a minute. Let's talk about the show. Quick little housekeeping. Our Patreon is live. If you feel like your sub on YouTube is not enough, if you feel like your sub on any of your audio podcasts is not enough, go over to patreon.com slash nerdwide. Subscribe to us at one of the tiers there. And for it's got all little goodies listed there if you want to go and read it as well. But, Chris, and again, enough about us. Let's get into the TV topic of our show what in the world have you been watching well i'd kind of like for you to go first because i have a feeling we're going to have a discussion about what i watched oh okay i like it so i want to of course we have watched the my normal stuff the bachelor this is us we finished lucifer we're 100 percent caught up on that um you can tell when netflix took over those last two seasons not a bad thing just a, a different pacing i mean the one season is 10 episodes the next season is eight episodes but apparently this fifth season is split into two parts so this was season five part one and the season part five part two is coming out soon don't i don't don't know if covid affected that i'm sure it did and then the last show we've been watching is called upload which is on amazon prime with uh, robbie amell (laughs) and it's a it's a good show let me tell you it's you, it's set in 2033, I believe is when it is, or yeah. I think so. And you can upload your mind into a digital mainframe, pretty much, and you live there. But like you can communicate with the out the the real world and stuff like that too. It's kind of it's kind of cool. We're I think already halfway through the first season, and we started watching it yesterday. But cool. I mean, other than that, that's just watching the huge, getting ready for this week. I want to know what you watched though, Chris. Well, <clears throat> obviously, I watched uh, the latest episode of WandaVision. 
right? Yes. Oh, I forget my force. But, I can't, how do I forget about that? But then I, I had more time on my hands because I did have all week off. So um, I binge watched the first two seasons of Titans. Oh, and, baby, uh, I want to know all about it. <laughs> let's get right into it, Chris. What did, all right, so let's let's start with the first season. Oh, this makes me so excited. Oh, I can't believe you didn't text me about any of this. All right. No. What did you think of um, of the first season? Of course, it. Okay, this is mild spoiler. Well, it is spoilers. If you have not watched Titans Season 1 and Season 2, go ahead and shut this off, watch it, and come back. Season 1 ends uh with with raven taking over uh beating her dad essentially and mm-hmm. the team kind of splits off and drives to san francisco what did you think of season right. one i i really really liked it i'm usually a sucker for the first season of a show like this because it lays the foundation mm-hmm. you get all the backstories you get the uh the formation of what's coming up in in the next few seasons, casting was amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's I don't think there's a bad casting in the bunch. Um, I there are a couple of characters that I'm just kind of like meh, mm-hmm. just because they don't <clears throat> they don't uh, flesh it out as much as I'd like as far as the team dynamic. Um. I'm in those couple of characters. It's nothing against the actors. I just Hawk and Dove are yep. not really. I don't my favorite. I don't feel like they were written 100% well as they should have been. Right. Uh, Alan Richson though is one of my favorite actors. You know, he's Aquaman in uh, Smallville. He's Thad Castle in Blue Mountain State. I mean, he's in a bunch of stuff. And he mm-hmm. is the one, if you want to know what's going on behind the scenes on Titans and stuff, follow him on Instagram because he is posting stuff all of the time. And his most recent yeah. one, he posted a video with uh, the guy that's going to play Jason Todd. So he's mm-hmm. in the background while he's at a table with um, Donna. So I'm like, hmm. So, oh, I'm telling you, dude, it's. Oh. So it's. Um... I don't, I don't know. I just felt like the dynamic would have been better. I think what bothered me was it's more unique for Jason Todd and Dick Grayson to be the only people there without abilities. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially for Dick being kind of a leader of the team, but not having abilities while everyone else has them. Yeah. And having more people that don't have abilities just seems to, eh, I don't know. It's yeah. kind of like, all right, you can fight, you can distract people, but outside of that, what do you do? Right. Uh, I have to ask, did you see what I was talking about the whole first season, having that bluish, blackish tint the whole way through? Mm-hmm. Like there was no sunshine mm-hmm. and rays. I understand that's it, it's, a, it's a tone piece as well, but I was like, come on, the, the whole season, let's do a little bit better. They got better with it with season two. But season one, that's all it was. And now the second question I have here, and this is, I guess this is season one here. Do you feel like that it, they had too many characters? They were throwing too many at you. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it, it was almost like after they got through the first, what, two, three episodes, they tried giving certain characters their own 
mm-hmm. episode to explain their backstory. But I think the first season's only what eleven episodes. Yeah, it's it's or not something a long like one. that. So, so in season two, I think it's thirteen. It almost could have been flip flopped. Yeah, you know, because doing what they wanted to do and telling the story of this team, they tried to cram a whole lot into a little in season one. And I almost feel like it got, in a weird way, it got bogged down. Yeah. Um, I didn't, there were certain characters I think they could have probably, because some of the episodes are like still 55 minutes long. Mm-hmm. They could have given half the episode to one character and half to another. They could have done something different, but. I don't know it at one point in the first season I was kind of thinking I kind of wish this was paced differently Mm -hmm. because I I was just it wasn't that I was bored but it was like all right let's get back to the main story here yeah you know we're giving these characters background but I want to know what's going on with Rachel because the first season is really all about Rachel and Dick Mm mm-hmm and their relationship. And, yeah. And we're veering off to tell this character's side story. And it's like, I don't really care right now. Mm-hmm. I want to know. But this isn't the time. Yeah. So. And then I feel like with, what now? What about uh, season two? How did you like it better than season one? There were aspects of it that I liked better. Um different dynamics like you said you're in the light more mm-hmm. um you're still getting background on some characters but not as many they do they do bring deadshot in god up that was i was not expecting i knew he was in it i uh, didn't realize it was going to be i don't really want to say it was that much or or that little for him his daughter i really enjoyed and then the, mm-hmm. the whole, I like how they showed, I think it was a full episode of it, of the Titans when they were new and not this Titans 2.0 team. And right. I like that we were in the bunker or the, the, you know, San Francisco the whole time. I like the, mm-hmm. the two new characters they brought in on the same episode that uh, I'm hoping is in the show that we're going to start watching this week. And... I don't know. Like I, just, I felt I'm tell, there's at the end of season two a lot of just phenomenal things happen within like those last two episodes, but I feel like mm-hmm. it's gonna have a lot of ramifications for Gar. I feel like there's gonna be some seriously messed up things he's gonna have to go through, but I don't know. Co, I, I, just, I just can't wait. Like, and they're bringing in um, God, who's the third Robin? Um, we talked about it. Uh, Tim Drake. Yeah. Tim Drake, and so he's he's gonna be in this next one. Uh, Barbara Gordon's gonna be in this next season. I mean, we're introducing That's more, one. more and more people. So when I went after I finished season two, I googled season three to see when it's gonna kick off, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, which 
I don't know how. I think this will be the first season that they actually drop on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, they're gonna have a because it uh, all was on DC Universe, whatever it was. And so I'm not sure if they're gonna do what Marvel's doing with an episode each week, or if they're just gonna drop the whole hope, thing. In I one hope shot. they do an episode each week. I feel like that's. But uh, they have to. When I when I googled it one of the story headlines that popped up about season three was Titans is already going overboard with Bruce Wayne or something like that. I mean, I, I get it. It's basically a Batman show. Yeah. The way that they're, the way that they're writing it and it really shouldn't be. But that was the other thing about, cause I think we meet, we meet Bruce in season one. Yeah. He's, I think towards the end of the, like right at, you're right um, at the end, and yeah. it's got uh, our old guy from uh, Game of Thrones. I, Game I th- of Thrones. I thought they did a good job. The, the age difference though was a little off from everything, yeah. but yeah, you know, I just, it was weird. Mm-hmm. But the, because oh. before that, you see him in silhouette, right? Like he's watching a monitor or something, and you just see a guy sitting there, and it looks. Like it's going to be a guy who's probably, you know, mid to late 40s, still built up, you know. And then this this Bruce Wayne walks in and it's like, that's not. (laughs) He's maybe 50s, young 60s. (laughs) Yeah, my my first thought was, what's Alfred doing here? Mm -hmm. Because that's what I would have envisioned them casting Alfred as. But then. No, that's Bruce. And as it's gone on in season two, he gets more screen time. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to see him as a elder Bruce Wayne. But Well, with, with season two, with that um, certain prison cell scene with him and Dick Grayson, mm-hmm. I thought that was so well done. Like, and it was, but I feel like he, I feel like I, it's disappointing that you're saying that there's going to be more Bruce Wayne. Because I feel like we're we should be done with that now after what happened in season two. Well, I didn't read the story, but I I what I think they're getting at is it's it's so much it's tied so much to the Batman portion of the universe. Yeah. You know, like you said, we're getting Barbara Gordon, we're getting the other Robin, we're getting mm-hmm. you know, it's it's and, like, all right, when are we gonna be this would be the time to start digging into some of the other characters' backstories. I'm pretty sure that this is connected to the DCEU as well. Let me double check because I'm pretty sure that it is Titans connected to DCEU. Um, let's see, this is from 2018, so I doubt this is going to be in there. Uh, continuity I would say. So I mean, it's it's rumored that it's connected, but I'm really glad you watched it. Um, are you going to keep watching? Is my question. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Because it's at first the uh, it took a little bit, a couple episodes to get into the show, and get into the acting and the tone of what they were setting up. But once I got in, I, oh man, I was all in. I still am all in, and it, it's fun watching Alan's Instagram of what's going on. And um, well, that's you know probably a minor spoiler alert, or maybe a major one. Uh, you said that 
he shared something to Instagram recently with, uh, I, I forget the actor's name that plays Jason Todd. No, it was, I'm uh, sorry, it was Tim Drake. Oh, okay, Tim Drake. Because he was in the background playing on his cell phone while him and Donna were filming a scene. See, that's the thing. Yeah. That's a little bit of a spoiler uh, right. because of the end of season two. So I don't. Uh, not really because Rachel goes off with him and you kind of figure, okay, she's, she's going to fix this. But yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I never was huge into Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how I was going to feel about the show, but I really do. I, I think the one thing, again, going back to season one, and sort of moving on into season two is I don't think they've done enough with Rachel. Mm-mm. I mean, whereas, again, maybe, maybe it's because I'm used to the Marvel stuff where everybody has powers. Right. But, and I, I thought it was interesting, you know, in early in season one, they say, well, she's the destroyer of worlds. And I'm thinking, she looks nothing like Daisy. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's not Quake, please. <laughs> no, um, but Marvel routinely shows characters trying to not only come to grips with their powers, but fine tuning mm-hmm. how they control their powers. They really haven't done that with her. They've shown her lose control a few times. But she hasn't really undergone the sort of training. Well, that was the thing. Like, they... thought... go ahead. I thought having her dad there for that for those brief few episodes, and 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 Seamus Dever, by the way, I know him from Castle mainly. Yeah, great job in that role. Um, I thought that would have been the time for him to have taught her, had a scene or two of him working with her on her powers and how to control them. But they didn't, and well, that was, I don't know, it felt like a missed opportunity. That was one of my things. Like the first couple episodes, I show the the younger Titans training in the training room, and then she loses control of her powers at one point against Jason Time. Mm-hmm. And if I was Dick Grayson at that point, I'd be like, "We need to, like you said, we need to fine tune this, and so we can control it better." It's like they don't even care. Like, I just didn't, it didn't make any much sense to me. Like, Starfire should have, in my opinion, stayed with the Titans and worked with her because she's, you know, again, one of the only ones with the powers. And the same thing with Gar. Uh, we've only seen mm-hmm. him turn into two things at this point. And mm-hmm. I know that's probably a CGI budget and things like that because that's a, a difficult thing to, to make happen. I mean, I'm really surprised they showed as much as they did with him. Um, but it's, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm all in on this show. It's going to be so much fun. I yeah. can't wait to, I can't wait for season three, especially, I didn't even think of it until you said it just a minute ago, that it's going to be on HBO Max. Is, this is its first time on there. So I'm sure there's going to be a different mm-hmm. budget. There's going to be, you know, and they know what they're wanting to do with this route as well. Right. And please help me, guy. You guys need to do a, um, a one episode a week just because you've seen what it does with WandaVision. I mean, you're you're seeing what it's doing yeah. with the Mandalorian. I mean, it's you keep it going. So, Buzz is there for right weeks and weeks months. and weeks. You have big drops at the end of episodes, and mm-hmm. oh, 
Now, next, I want to try and get to Doom Patrol. Mm -hmm. I like how I set them up, by the way, in that. Yeah. I did notice when I looked up Doom Patrol that they recast Chief. Which one was Chief? Let me go in here. Um, Who'd they recast? Who'd they put in there? Oh, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton? Yeah. I like Brendan Fraser. He did Fraser not play him. Yeah. So, yeah. Enjoyed it's, it. Yeah, I, I guess I need to watch that one too. I didn't even try delving into that. Apparently that one's really popular as well. So, and they're still doing more with it. I'm sure there'll be more crossovers in the future. But, oh. speaking of the future, Chris, I want to get right to our news. We, have, we spent, you know, 20 minutes talking Are about... Wait a minute. Whoa, Are we going to talk about WandaVision? Oh, we can. So we've got two episodes to catch up on. Uh, so episodes... So we're supposed to be... I, I read something from Kevin Feige that the last three episodes are all supposed to be one hour long. This most recent one was supposed Ooh. to be one of them, but it was only 31 minutes. So that means the next two are one hour longs. Because we've only got two more weeks. No, we got three more weeks. Oh, boy. Oh, no. It's a... It's a I think it's a 10-episode season, right? How many episodes are in WandaVision? This was episode 7. Yeah, this is I was always seven. bad at math, though. <sighs> oh, thanks, Google. I said, how many episodes are in WandaVision? And it says 7. No. <laughs> Let's see. How many episodes are I don't left? want it to be over yet. Right. <laughs> There's 9 episodes. So. Oh, there are? Yeah. So we've got the next two episodes. You know, next one will be Shite. or next week's will be the penultimate and then the finale. And that and then we've got so we'll have two weeks breaks between uh WandaVision and uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. The week yeah. after the finale, they're doing a behind the scenes in the making of WandaVision. So that kind of fills a gap. And then they're doing something else yeah. because we're from the start of WandaVision. There are no more MCU breaks. There's always something every week to the end of the year, whether it be a movie or this kind of stuff. Oh, I after they didn't have anything in 2020, we're in a drought. Um, yeah. Episode six was really good. Uh, that was the Halloween episode, which we kind of got like a timepiece in it, and it was it's between it's I think it was 1997 to 2000. And Four or five was when it was set for because you could tell from the Incredibles uh, playing at the movie mm-hmm. theater. Uh, of course, it followed up on the big reveal of episode five, which is by far still yeah. the best episode that they've done. And well, although episode seven was really good as far as the reveal at the end of it, which I've been preaching it all along. <laughs> no pun intended, but. <laughs> so it's we, we've got some there's crazy theories out there and uh yeah. our buddy bd from uh, common book he he asked the actor and or actress in january um the character that he was that he or she was playing if it was what was revealed in episode seven if that was if there was any relation to it and the actor and or actress said and then, so he tweeted out uh, today, actually, 
he says, I feel lied to. <laughs> because, I mean, he he spot on called it. And the actor and actress just said, mm. oh. so. <laughs> well, that's, that's because they like to work. Yeah, they, and, they, they uh, like their jobs. <laughs> um, so yeah. There's going to be more stuff of the, in the MCU coming up later on. But, I mean, well, yeah, what do you think of the past two episodes? I really liked them. Um, the thing about it is, uh, like you said, the reveal at the end of this one, it looked like that's the way that it was going. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm curious about, and I don't remember if I sent this to you. Um, I want to say it was on Screen Rant. There was an article up with the theory that the commercials have been alluding to the different infinity stones. Yes, that we talked about that the last episode. Oh, the different infinity stones. Yeah. Oh, because the the theory that I was seeing on Reddit was the um, I think we talked about last time was each commercial was a uh, a movie from Wanda's past. Like each each one had oh. something to do with each movie. With this last one, because this this episode seven is our last sitcom. Everything else is not mm-hmm. going to be a sitcom anymore, and so it, it, it ended on the end game. And it kind of dealt with it, but I've got a, a a different thing on my. Let me see if this is spoiler read all, because I don't think it is. Well, they um, this commercial dealt with uh, reality, mm. and uh, they mentioned some of the others. You know, like the one in six was the Yo Magic, the shark, Yo commercial. Mm-hmm. With the shark and the kid just sitting there, he couldn't get it open, so he wasted away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget which stone. I, I think it was like the soul stone that they were saying that that would match up to. That's crazy. Just, yeah, or maybe it was the time stone. But yeah, they they've mapped them out. I think it's on a Reddit thread too. Um, I have to how I... each commercial. Dude, there's so many theories, and I love them. Like, I, I love just delving deep into these. And there's one on here dealing with this commercial um, was the Nexus. It was supposed to be like a pill or something like that, or medicine. And this is from uh, Marvel Facts on Twitter. In the comics, the Nexus is a cross-dimensional gateway which provides a pathway to any possible reality in the multiverse. Each reality had a Nexus being. Wanda was one of them in the comics. These beings are being monitored by the Time Variance Authority, who is with who Owen Wilson is with in Loki. So that's what they're saying, like connecting all this stuff. We'll see, though. I mean, it's there's still a big character. Or there's a couple of characters we haven't been revealed yet. We got a new superhero, which I cannot wait to explore more. Like the that him or her is going to be in a movie um, coming up. I've put what all my life savings on it. Um, and then we don't know who the big aerophysicist is or the aero engineer or whoever it is. Remember she called somebody or texted somebody in episode mm-hmm. four. And that is a, supposed to be a huge reveal. And I'm pretty sure everyone is saying that's going to be the biggest, that's going to be the big reveal everyone's talking about because, um, the lady that plays is Rando, that gonna be, uh, is that going to be the one that Elizabeth Olsen tweeted yeah. about? They're, they're saying that it's um, going to be Reed Richards, is what everyone is thinking. 
And Paul Bettany's even been talking about him and talking about it more recently as well. He said, you know, the big reveal has not happened yet. Episode 5 was not what we're all talking about. Um, they said, but it's bigger than that one. And everyone's like, oh, it's it's got to be the aerophysicist. It's got to be Reed Richards. And we all thought we were getting it this week because of who she met up on the hill. But it, it wasn't it. I feel like, though, that's going to be a last episode Uh cliffhanger like also moment they're not going to do that this next week i don't i don't think i mean they could um but there's other people saying it's dr strange because of everything i'm like eh, he might be at the end of the episode nine but i don't think so and then what was the other thing wanda's been both villain and hero so what if we meet dr doom Mm. So that's what people are saying too. It, it could be Reed Richards or Doctor Doom because they're the same thing, you know. I mean, they're the same degree. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I I like the aspect of that Wanda was the true villain of this show, but it uh, it may or may not still end up that way. But God, what a what a television show. I'm telling you, the MCU knows exactly what they're doing. They're giving just enough to the fans, but then making you wonder more and making more theories. Yeah. They, I mean, they ha- they know exactly what they're doing, and nothing in that show is done by coincidence. Neither is anything they do on um, what they say on social media, what they're allowed to say on social media and stuff like that. Nothing is done by coincidence. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh. I can't wait. We're going to have a... Oh, we're just going to have to review... We might have to do an episode where we just review WandaVision as a whole and do what we do like uh, with Wonder Woman or something like that. And spoilers yeah. galore. But, and we'll, we'll go episode by episode. Kinda want, what I'm kind of wanting to do myself is go back through all the all the movies again. Mm-hmm. That's that's a 23 movie, a long thing. If you count WandaVision, that's, a, that's another movie, you know, so... I don't, if, if you work in the shows like Agent Carter and Agents of Shield and, and all that, oh, it's, yeah. even longer. <laughs> it's even longer. <laughs> Agents of Shield, you know, five or was it six seasons, all episode hour long. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but talking of seasons, Chris, we have to get into our news because we got some fun ones this week. Number one, not a big thing, but um, Umbrella Academy season three has officially started fi- uh, filming, and we are going to Collider.com for this one. And this is by Ali Gamil. Filming on the Umbrella Academy, Season 3 has officially begun thanks to a new set photo from Elliot Page, confirming the big news. Production on the Umbrella Academy Season 3 seems to be right on schedule. Back in November 2020, this Netflix show confirmed filming would begin in February 2021 on Twitter. Between then and now, fans have been treated to a ton of exciting updates, including the casting announcements for the Sparrow Academy, the rival superhero team facing down the Umbrella Academy in the next season. So, I'm pretty excited about that. I mean, that was more of a, a me thing. <laughs> but it fit, it fit in our universe. Um, yeah, there you go. But we, I got some more speculation. Uh, we've got three news stories here on TV stuff. So, I'm going to... Our third speculation, or third news titles, has something to do with Marvel. So, we're going to do it last. So, we can, you know, gamble a little bit more like we do. The CW has ordered a pilot for the Powerpuff Girls live action series. We're going to Variety.com on this one. And Chris, I know what you're thinking. Random. Why? Who asked for this? But I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm probably going to watch it. Yeah. That's, it's just. Yeah. We, you know how I am with CW. Hold on. Let me reload the page here. It wasn't loading up. 
but we're going to variety.com for this one and this is written by joe otterson okay variety we gotta talk about all your ads and the way you're bogging down the computer all right the powder puff girls power puff i wish you could see my screen it's just constantly refreshing here we go the i'm sorry listen everybody this is very unprofessional it's not working I'm trying to get to the all right the powerpuff girls live action series was first announced as being in development back in august based on the cartoon network mm -hmm. series created by craig mcrankin the new series sees the pint-sized superheroes as disillusioned 20-somethings who resent having lost their childhood to crime fighting will they agree to reunite now that the world needs them more than ever huh. so i mean they just redid the um, the newer one for Cartoon Network, and like they just kind of like redid some cosmetics and did a couple more episodes. So I'm very curious about this one, or is it going to be like just a detective show with three sisters, or is it actually going to be like a superhero show? Good day. See, I mean, it's it's CW, so any, anything's on the table. <laughs> I, I would say go the detective route, but that's me. Yeah, have a little bit. I never routed. saw the. I never saw the. The anime. So it it was good. I mean, I was young. Was I mean, I was in elementary school when that show was on. So I mean, we watched it because um, it was on Cartoon Network. If you know, what else we're gonna watch SpongeBob? <laughs> we did. Yeah. All right, Chris, and this last one, I know this is going to be a good one. Marvel has finally regained the rights to the Punisher and Jessica Jones from Netflix. We're going to our good friends over at comicbook.com, and this is by Brandon Davis, who we were just talking about earlier. The live-action rights to Jessica Jones and the Punisher have reverted back to Marvel Studios after a multi-year tenure with Netflix. The characters were the subjects of tremendously popular shows, along, along with Daredevil, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage. When Disney had revealed plans to launch their own streaming service, which, which would rival Netflix, Netflix canceled all of their Marvel titles in a move which shocked fans of the successful properties. The rights of the characters remained with Netflix for two years after they were canceled, and that window has now officially closed, meaning Jessica Jones and The Punisher are now eligible to be used by Marvel Studios. Uh, he goes on to say, you know, it's unclear whether or not Marvel Studios will incorporate the cast and characters off the Netflix shows, which were developed separately by Jeff Loeb and his Marvel TV banner. Recently, though, Charlie Cox was spotted on the set of Marvel's Spider-Man 3, but it's unclear what role he'll be playing in the joint venture for Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures. So, with with Charlie Cox, we obviously know he's some, some, some former faction he's going to be in uh, Spider-Man 3. Uh, I was reading off a bunch of stuff that people have been posting on this, but they're saying that if they're going to do Jessica Jones, what it would be perfect to put her in with the She-Hulk series because uh, She-Hulk and Jessica Jones are best friends or something like that or become best mm -hmm. friends. So that's your entry point into that. Yeah, She-Hulk's a lawyer and Jessica Jones is obviously a PI. So. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's how you would enter them. The Punisher, though, he would have... Oh, I wish... Honestly, Punisher can go wherever the hell he wants to. Yes, especially with John Bernthal. <laughs> if it's anybody than John Bernthal, they just need to give it up. I mean, he he's already still tweeted that he still wants to do it. And you know, obviously, not, obviously not up to him. But 
I feel like there's enough fan love for him in his in his iteration of the character right. that he's going to be in the MCU. But I thought a lot of people are saying it would have really been cool if they didn't do Zemo and um, whoever else is in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that he would have been a perfect villain come uh, good guy through that show. I mean, that would have been amazing. Both, uh, all three of them are uh, former soldiers, and it just would have been great how they would have done that, if they would have. I mean, it's the MCU. I know it's done filming, and we're ready to go in a couple of weeks, but could they have already put him in there and kept on the hush-hush? <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's not like they didn't know when they were getting the rights back. Right, they knew exactly when, and I was expected, because this happened on this past Tuesday and I was expecting a lot of news. Like I was expecting Marvel to go, Oh, you know, since we got the rights back, we've actually got this in the works and this in the works and this in the works with the same characters. But same thing with Daredevil didn't say anything with it. Unfortunately, but we'll see what happens in the future. But this one is, let's get on right to our releases this week. Tuesday, February 23rd. Um, I know we are going, this is going to be our weekly review we do this week. We're not going to do a traditional movie. We are going to do a TV show. But that is Superman and Lois on the CW. It starts at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And it is two hours long. I know we were talking, I think, before the show that I'm pretty sure I read that it's only like an hour and 15 minutes of real show. And then the last 45 minutes is um, Superman and like a spotlight on Superman and Lois and stuff like that from the past and to what we got up to this point. So either or, I'm really excited for. I would prefer, honestly, Chris, if they did two hours of the show and yeah. maybe, you know, from the six to seven o'clock time slot, they did uh, uh, th this past and because this was the show that pushed flashback uh, a couple weeks. So, I don't know. I'm really excited. I can't wait to review it and talk about it with yeah. you. Because it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. It really will. You ready for movies? I'm ready. Let's do this. We got some stuff to talk about for movie. A little bit. So, what have you watched? Well, we've been on for two weeks. Uh, same thing with you. With the time I had off with the snow, I watched a couple movies. Um, you know, we've got Godzilla vs. Kong coming up. So I already watched Kong in the past. We talked about it. Um, so I watched Godzilla. And then I watched Godzilla King of the Monsters. Uh, quick, real quick on those. Both great movies. And there were the second one was a little bit longer than it should have, that I would have liked. But... I'm, these are peak action movies. Like to me, if you want a, if I was to recommend, if someone was to be like, you know, I just want something really good, uh, action packed, good story. Uh, obviously, I refer you to the MCU. But if you don't want to watch twenty three movies worth of um, content, I would refer you to Godzilla or Godzilla King of the Monsters because those were like just just chef kiss, just perfect action and fun movies. And CGI was great. The acting was great, and I loved it. And then the third and last movie we watched, we actually watched this one yesterday. It was Sonic the Hedgehog, since it was put on Amazon Prime. And I'm going to be honest with you, I dig it. Uh, that's a good movie. Yeah. That, was, that was a lot of fun. And they recently, um, actually, actually, 
Yeah, they actually released this is in our little bit of a gaming news thing, but they this past week said that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is officially hitting screens April 8th, 2022. So, man, it's it's going to be fun. I'm really excited about it. What about you? Ain't, I've you not seen anything? I've not seen any of those. Well, I I watched two seasons of Titans, so that took up about what 18 to 20 hours of viewing time, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you kind of beat me on that time, then. <laughs> it was uh, it was very time consuming, but worth it. Yeah, worth it. oh, that makes me so happy, Chris. I don't think you realize how happy that so, made me. <laughs> so, uh, our movie for this week was one I picked. This one um, very different from what we normally cover, uh, what we normally review. It's called One Night in Miami. Mm. And uh, you can you can find this one on Amazon Prime, if I remember correctly. Yep. And uh, basically, it's the story of this one night in Miami, <laughs> where, uh, Muhammad, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, uh, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown all come together, and it's them discussing basically the state of the civil rights movement and um and exactly what we're still um, talking about and still dealing with yeah terrible yeah and uh it's not just them discussing it they there's arguing there's differences of opinion different viewpoints um i really really like this movie it's it's not action-packed there's a couple of scenes of Ali in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely not an action flip. But it's informative. And I think because we are still dealing with this sort of thing today, it's worth checking out for that alone because it shows that we really haven't come very far in what almost, almost 60 years. Right. We're still running in place. I was a my up, sorry. Yeah, I figured I figured you would jump that. <laughs> so, I really enjoyed this movie, and we texted last week, and I wanted to research and delve a little bit more into this um, because I didn't know a lot of this stuff. Like when at the end of this movie where they reveal Cassius Clay is Muhammad Ali, I was blown away. I was like, how did I not realize that that was his first name and everything, his real name um, at the time, and I also didn't realize, you know, Malcolm X was a Muslim and I didn't, honestly, I didn't know about, uh, I knew about Jim Brown, obviously from sports, but I didn't know about Sam Cooke. I didn't know about all of this. And the fact that it, it, it's very hard to, to talk a lot about this, honestly, being white and not knowing the struggle and things like that. But I felt like it, it put it all in a different perspective, at least for me. Uh, and, you know, in the movie, Malcolm was talking to um, was talking to Sam, and he was saying, "You know, you're not doing enough for this movement. You're not doing all these things." But in reality, he was, and he explained that he says, "I'm not doing it your way. I'm not saying, you know, the white man or the white devils." He goes, "I am doing this, and I am promoting, you know, um, black youth through my program, and I'm, I'm doing all of this. I am doing the spotlight." And then at the end of the movie, he, he you know he sings that song on um, 
nighttime um, television. It, I mean, Chris, this was such a beautiful movie and so very well done. And he points out, he Sam points out to Malcolm. He says, "I've got white men that don't like us because of the color of our skin, putting money in my pocket, right? Because of the song, because of the songs he wrote, mm-hmm. and white artists would cover them, and." It made him all kinds of money. It is so it's genius, really. And I just I, I loved the how they portrayed everything. And it's and of course it's a fictional story of what actually happened that night. Of course none of them knows. You know, no one really knows what all happened that night. But it's it's crazy and, and just awesome to think they were all such good friends as they were. And as close as they were, and, and to me, I, I really enjoyed this movie because it's it's history, and I learned more about it, especially at where I am at 27 years old in my life, and still going, we're still going through this movement, and still going through this these issues that, you know, we should not be having at all in 2021. No, um, especially with everything that happened in 2020, that opened my eyes more than anything, really, and. Um, quick shout out though to uh, Lance Reddick who played Kareem X. Uh, Lance is, I was going to meet him in 2020 at one of the Heroes of Villains or some one of the ones the cons that were coming, a Wizard Con that was coming out at the time, and he's actually Commander Zavala from one of my favorite games, Destiny 2. He is my uh, Vanguard captain, and I mean even just the, the role he played was so well done, and like that goes out to every single one of these actors, you know. Kingsley Ben-Adir, uh, you know, Eli Goree, Aldous Hodge, Leslie Odom Jr., every single person in this movie brought their A-game. And mm-hmm. it, it's honestly opened up my eyes to some new actors I will be following from here on out, too. Um, yeah. And as far as my grade goes, again, it's not one of those movies that I typically would watch. It's not one of those, you know, one of my action superhero flicks. But Chris, honestly, this is, is definitely worth every bit of a A plus, one hundred percent for me. Yeah, yeah, I I agree completely. Um, it gets a, it gets an A plus for me. We when we were texting, one of the things that I sent you cause this takes place in nineteen sixty four, and one of the things that I sent you was that it was later that same year Sam Cook was killed. Mm-hmm. Um. He was shot dead by a manager of a motel. It's a really weird story. Uh, But what most people believe now happened was he had dinner with his lady at a restaurant. They went back to his motel room. Um, They both proceeded to get undressed. He went to the restroom she snagged his clothes, his wallet, and everything, and took off. Mm. He ran out. All he had left behind were, I think, shoes and a dinner jacket. And he runs to the manager's office. There's uh, a misunderstanding, basically. Mm. And she shoots him dead. Terrible. And that's how Sam Cook dies. Malcolm X was assassinated the very next year. Mm-hmm. So two of the four figures in the movie are gone within two years of the events that took place. Right. And that's, and that's something else like the, 
I thought it was, it was so good. And how they introduced each of the characters were, I felt like phenomenal because like, they have a backstory before they even showed them all together and showed them all connected. And Jim mm-hmm. Brown's, when he went back to Georgia, and oh man, oh, that one killed me. Like the, yeah, the, you know, he was sitting down with this one guy. He was like, oh, you know, you're the pride of this, of the state. You know, you're so great. And I haven't watched any, missed any of your games. You know, I watched all this. And he got, you know, drank this guy's lemonade with him. And he needed, he was going to go move like a dresser or something. And Jim Brown stands up and goes to help. And he says, you know, let me help you out here. And the, the line he gave, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, uh, say any of it. But I was like, geez, that hurts. You know, like they they, they put him up on a pedestal and then just, yeah, I just, it really, it set the tone of, how african-americans were were during that time you know what i mean and yeah. it just all of our backstories really it, did but it was Bo. it was Bo bridges in that role too yeah and uh yeah he he basically after he offers to help move the uh, the bureau or whatever uh Bo bridges essentially says you know we we don't allow black people in the house but yeah. he doesn't use right black people oh then it was and uh Great job by Aldous Hodge, by the way. The look on his face. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Every one of these actors. They just... they. So. It's because I'm sure they went off of life experiences as well. I mean, that's how you, you do such great, you know, greatness in these roles. And, mm-hmm. man, that's, that, it really just opened up my eyes to a lot of things. And I'm really glad that you but watched I, that movie. I would definitely encourage people, though, check out Sam Cooke's music. Because mm-hmm. it really is amazing, and I, I watched it with uh with my wife in the room, and she was like, "Oh, I love his music." And of course, I've I've never really, I don't listen to much older stuff, and and she recognized his music, you know, instantly. She goes, "Oh, you'll you'll know this song, the ending song that he sung." And I was like, "Oh, I do know that mm-hmm. song." Because she's like, "Yeah, you, you should. That's you know, it's, it's probably his most popular one," and. Uh, but yeah, dude, it was it was great. That was a, a real good movie. And I think that's honestly the only movie both of us have given an A plus on. Yeah. So. Yep. <sighs> well, as you mentioned, next week will be episode one of Superman and Lois. That'll be oh, our review. Can't wait! Oh, I'm so excited. And then it'll be my turn to pick again. Yes, it will. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be fun. I'm telling you, uh, Serena Lois is going to be great. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. And uh, I've got some options already on the list for oh, what great. I'm going to pick for the for the next week. Here's what we'll do. If you've got uh, options, send them to me, and I will um, Thursday or Friday night, I'll put it up on the NerdWide uh, Twitter account, and we can let people vote for which one we do. Okay. Instead of me okay. probably picking the chicken way out. <laughs> if that's something you want to do. Because I think that'd be that'd be something to do. Yeah, okay. We can do it that way. Um, on to the news. And the first news item comes from Vulture.com's Rebecca Alter. She reports that Bam Margera has reportedly been dismissed from Jackass 4 and has entered rehab. Um, 
TMZ reports Ben Majera was dismissed from the Jackass 3D follow-up last week after he posted to social media and later deleted an inebriated rant on February the 11th in which he said, Jackass has put me through hell on effing wheels for a year and a half and told fans to boycott Jackass 4 for not including him. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next day, Majera said he was seeking mental health help for manic bipolar disorder and posted and later deleted a video in which he said, I love everybody and there'll be no bad blood this way. So I know his struggles have been documented fairly well with substance abuse and, mm-hmm. and everything. But, you know, it. hopefully he finally gets the help that he needs because at one point, he was, at one point, I think he was more successful than Johnny Knoxville mm-hmm. out of that out of that group, and at least in front of the camera. Yeah, it was, and that now, was back during my, my teenage years. I think I was in middle school because he had his own TV show and, you know, the Jackass show when movies were at the top of the, the box offices. Um I loved it, and then because I didn't actually get to see this video because I've, I've been following him on Instagram, and it was already deleted by the time I got to it. But he's been—I uh, didn't see anything from Jackass because I've been following him for a while now, and but it's been a bunch of like different skaters and skate parks and stuff he's been going around doing with his wife and kids, and I just didn't. I mean, of course, you only show the good things. Anybody does shows the good things on camera. They don't show what's really going on, and. But I'm glad that he's actually entered rehab. I, I'm curious if he, if he is able to come back to Jackass because he he's already said in another video that there's no bad blood between any of the characters and um, uh, I can't I can't forget the the writer for it Trey something, or something Trey. Anyways, he said there's I don't want there to be any bad blood. He said because I need help and and obviously he's getting it, which is phenomenal, which is great for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next bit of news comes from Collider and Benny Mancuso. Andy Muschietti's The Flash adds Sasha Kelly as Supergirl. And if you go to the article, it says you can watch her reaction to being cast. Have you seen that video? Um, no, I haven't. It's really good. I, I advise everybody to just Google that and find the video. It's maybe 45 seconds long. No, I have. I, I see the. I see the video posted here. I'm not going to watch it right now. Um, I mean, I, there's not too much to read here with the article. It's mm-hmm. mainly the headline is the big announcement and the video reaction. Um, Muschietti did say he saw more than 400 auditions. Good lord. The U.S., the U.S. Argentina, Brazil, Mexico, Colombia talent pool was truly amazing and it was very hard to make a decision but we finally found an actress who was destined to play the role dude that's so that's awesome she has experience on the cbs soap opera the young and the restless Mm -hmm. um as well as the youtube limited series socially awkward i'm curious how this is gonna go because supergirl i mean Helen Slater, back in 84, did the movie. Mm-hmm. And kind of laid the groundwork for Supergirl live action. 
performances. And then Melissa Benoist. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, leave Laura Vandervoort. Uh, she needs some little bit of recognition. Okay. That's my Supergirl. All right. Let's take a chill pill here. Oh, yeah. Well, she, and I mean, and speaking of Laura, she went to Twitter when this news broke. And she says, welcome to the, the Supergirl uh, family. And she goes, it's, I'm, we're glad to have you. And, of course, people were on Twitter saying, like, oh, we need all four of the original Supergirls for, like, a photo shoot or some some sort of fan service, you know. But that's crazy. I mean, so now we did not know Supergirl was going to be in the movie. I mean, now we've got Batman. Right. And Supergirl and The Flash. We got two different Batman. So, so there is one other note here as well. Um, Supergirl's standalone film, at one point, included a reportedly darker script. Hmm. That, uh, written by Miller and Grant Morrison. Huh. And now it's landed on Muschietti's director's seat with the script by Christina Hodson who wrote who wrote Bumblebee and Birds of Prey <laughs> now still have not seen Birds of Prey I don't huh I still haven't seen Birds of Prey now look here, here's the thing if Miller and Morrison wrote a script use it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just, just use it yeah uh, I don't know what you know this might be the better than those two. I can only go on what I've heard about Birds of Prey and Bumblebee. I, w I would lean toward Miller and Morrison's script. <laughs> just, on, just on that one. But that's me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, congratulations to Sasha Kelly. I, I can't wait to see it. Last name. Yeah. I can, listen, I can't wait for it. I'm here. I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. Um, the final bit of news from uh, from movies comes from the gamer, and it's by Josh Colson. That's Phil Colson's kid. Oh, right? good for him. Uh, yeah, Tom <laughs> Holland says Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are not appearing in Spider-Man Three. Um, he has squashed any hopes Marvel fans might have that. The previous Spider-Man will be joining him in the movie. Evidence and rumors continue to stack up pertaining to the intro of a multiverse to the MCU, whether it be the still unexplained phenomena taking place in WandaVision or the rumored plans for Doctor Strange 2. There's also talk that Spider-Man from the past will be joining Tom Holland in Spider-Man 3. However, the MCU's web-slinger has rubbished those rumors. Um, Holland told Esquire neither Tobey Maguire nor Andrew Garfield will be making appearances in Spider-Man 3 unless they've hidden the most massive piece of information from me, which I think is too big of a secret for them to keep from me. Um, yeah, I mean, again, with people denying stuff about Marvel. Mm -hmm. We saw what happened with, the, uh, with the lady that's playing She-Hulk. She said, no, I am not playing She-Hulk. And here we are, you know, and you yeah. are. So. Well, it's, it's interesting that uh, this specific, I don't, it doesn't show it in his quote where he has said Spider-Man 3. But that would be one thing I would look at is 
if the film's not actually, and I doubt it will be called Spider-Man Three, then technically he would be correct. They're right. not appearing. Oh, in that's a good call. 3. That's They're... a good call, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> they're appearing in whatever it's going to be called well and so see, and that's another thing with tom holland um because he said uh you know unless they have hidden the most the massive piece of the information for me tom we all know yours and mark ruffalo's um thing you know stance when it comes to spoilers or record when it comes to spoilers because they've both done it and they both and that, that wouldn't surprise me until like right up at the very end or something like that of course he's read the script but right. i could see marvel leaving some things out uh just and, to just to keep him quiet about it and that happens all the time i mean on tv shows especially with big finales planned they won't give all the cast, all the script. They only give it to the people that it pertains to. So, it wouldn't be too wild to think that they would leave a few pages out that he didn't need to know about. Right. I can see it. I'm telling you, it's Marvel. They know what they're doing. Nothing's done by accident. I'm in. That's all for movies. I, you know. Uh... Let's get right into the games. I've only got, I, I talked about the, we've only got two news stories. Um, one of which I already said was Sonic the Hedgehog's release date. But first, before we get into that, Chris, I know you've had a lot of time on your hands. You watched all of Titans season one and two. Uh, have you been playing anything else? No, not really. I, I've been just sticking to the tried and true for right now, waiting on, uh, you know, hopefully finding a console. Uh, listen, I've I've still try been trying. It's it, it's hard. Like I I almost had one at Target, and those sold out real quick. I'm telling you, people now it's not scalpers anymore. It's just people are know where to look and know what accounts to follow, like I do, and that's how I got mine. And it's it's just making it difficult. But they they're gonna have to. There's talks right now of the controllers, the PlayStation Five DualSense. That it's got drift on the on the thumbstick, like it's where it's stuck, and like you would always run left or something like that. And it's about to be like a lawsuit because apparently they've known about it before shipping it. But that's all a bunch of legal huh. mumbo jumbo. That I mean, that's that's great if you're playing an NASCAR game. You know, <laughs> left turn, left turn. <laughs> you just don't even have to push the button anymore. Right. Um, as far as for me, I've played, I got back into Call of Duty Warzone with a couple of buddies um, a little bit. Uh, I've been playing Spyro 2. I went and played the first one in Platinum Dit uh, a couple months ago. And now I'm on to the second Jump. one. I'm playing it. It's a lot of fun. The remake is, is great. And then, of course, I've been playing Destiny's new season, which dropped uh, last week. Um, season of the Chosen. And it's, oh, it's a good season. They're doing a real good job with that. But speaking of real good jobs, Chris, our one and only news article from the gaming set is Joel and Ellie from the Last of Us HBO show has officially been cast. And this came as a shock to everybody. A lot of people were saying that before this news broke that Mahershala Ali was going to play Joel. And the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I was like, I'm all in on this. That would be fun to change it up a little bit, you know. But we're going to Variety.com, and we're going back to Joe Otterson. The Last of Us HBO series casts Pedro Pascal as Joel, 
and Game of Thrones breakout Bella Ramsey as Ellie. Um, we're going straight into this. Let's see. I want to get some exact quotes here. Uh, Pascal has been a great success as a star of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. He also recently appeared alongside Gal Gadot and Kristen Wiig as the villainous Maxwell Lord in Wonder Woman 1984. Ramsey is yeah, best known... Do I? <laughs> What'd you say? I said, yeah, let's not talk about yeah. that. <laughs> we'll just leave that one blank. I mean, he did great. I mean, acting wasn't wrong. He did, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Ramsey is best known for her role as Lyanna Mamont in the fellow HBO series Game of Thrones. The character Ellie is a 14-year-old orphan who has never known anything but a ravaged planet. In the show, she struggles to balance her instinct for anger and defiance with her need for connection and belonging, as well as the newfound reality that she may be the key to saving the world. Um, and, of course, Neil Druckmann, the writer from... Um, oh, God, I'm blanking on his studio uh, to the tip of my tongue. Anyways, he tweeted out after this was dropped. He says, and there's the other half. Stoked to have Pedro aboard our show. Uh, of course, he tweeted out the um, Naughty Dog. There it is. I knew it was there. And he, he, you know, he recently tweeted out. He's the one that tweeted out both of the the casting news because he's he's still the writer for the show, and that makes me even more excited. But I've got a tweet from Troy Baker here, who is Joel in The Last of Us One and Two. If I can find it, I should have had this on hand. This is my fault. And here we go. He said, um, cannot wait for you to show me a side of Joel I never knew, Pedro. Congratulations. And I know it's not big, but I, that means a lot when you have your original voice actor excited for you. And, of course, there's been a bunch of fan art of both of these characters on the show uh, and, like, their faces on top of the video game faces. And I'm going to be honest, I am all in. I know that, you know, Pedro Pascal, I've seen, we've seen him in so many things at this point. Uh, I have no doubt in his acting ability. I'm very curious to see what route they go because uh, Joel is a very Southern Texas born and raised uh, character. I'm very curious to see if they go that way, if they're going to make him real Southern like that. But I'm all in. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, did you see this week's uh, Play, Watch, Listen? Uh-oh. Not yet. They, they talked about it. And uh, Troy said that he actually got a heads up. Oh, well, that's cool. Before the before the announcement came out, they were like, "Hey, we've made a casting decision on Joel, and here's who it is." So I don't know how far in advance. I don't remember if he said how far in advance he had noticed, but they told him before they uh, before they made it public. Now, I wonder, and this is just me speculating and kind of hoping really i wonder if those two will ever talk before he starts filming and because it's a very emotional character joel is and same thing for um oh i'm sorry uh same thing for um the actress the voice actress who plays ellie and the actress that's going to play ellie, ashley johnson ashley johnson and um i already deleted the article i already forgot who um forgot her name her first name. Anyways, I'm, I'm very curious to see if they'll do the same thing, you know, because they're, they're both very emotional characters. Uh, Bella Ramsey, sorry. So I, mean, I feel like that would be a really good call to have. Be like, you know, hey, this is the route we're going with. You know, Neil Druckmann and uh, Ashley and Troy, they're all real still close good friends. 
and they hang out in Tonkin often too as well. I wonder if um, they'll have any creative pieces to give into the show as well. I would love to see the, both of them as an extra or something in the show. That would be a lot of fun to me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I can't remember if either of us, I don't think I did. I don't remember if you had Pedro as, as one of your options no, for Joel. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, and I definitely don't think either of us had, had Bella no. as as an option. I, you know, the thing with a character that's that young, sometimes it can be beneficial if you find an actress or actor, depending on what's needed, um, who's maybe 20, mm -hmm. somewhere in there, a little bit older, um, so that they can kind of play the experience, especially if it's a little more mature character. I mean, I, we'll, we'll see. I Personally, I, I think she'll do fine. Mm -hmm. But that that was what I based my predictions off of, was you might want to go a little bit older, someone who looks that age or yeah. can look that age. Well, man, that's, that's with Disney, though. Disney, for their little high schoolers that they always put on their shows, they're like older 20s most of the time. Yeah. I know Wizards of Waverly Place, the, the guy that played the oldest brother, now he was supposed to play like a 17-year-old on the show. And ultimately, I mean, he was like 26, 27 when he was on there. And I'm like, I, I, that blew my mind as a young little lad, you know. But I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be, I'm really, really excited. Especially since yeah. that he, you know, Neil Druckmann is one of the writers for the show. That means it's not going to astray from his vision. And the fact that HBO Max and Universal are like, no, 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 this is your show. Make it, you know. It just, it, it means a world mm -hmm. to me as, as someone who really loves those stories from the last of us right but all things must come to an end we've got three game releases this week that is persona 5 strikers for pc ps4 the switch comes out february 23rd minecraft dungeons flame to the nether dlc for all the consoles comes out february 24th and then black ops cold war season 2 and warzone uh cold war season 2 for all the consoles comes out on february 25th and that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That is episode 15 of the NerdWide Podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this podcast, please, 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 please subscribe, like, and follow wherever you get your podcasts and services or on YouTube. Share around to all your friends and family. And if you want to go that extra mile, go to patreon.com slash nerdwide to toss us a couple bucks our way so we keep the lights on, keep the show going for you. Of course, again, I am Tyler Haynes. You can find me on Twitter at Ty underscore Haynes. That's Mr. Chris Rivers. You can find him at MavTN7, or you can follow the NerdWide account at Nerd underscore Wide on Twitter. That was it. That's episode 15. I'm over the moon that Chris has watched all the Titans. That came as a shock to me as it did to you guys. Uh, don't forget to do your homework of Superman and the lowest two-hour premiere comes on this Tuesday or watch it on the CW app the next day. Guys, I can't wait to talk about that. And ultimately, I cannot wait to talk to you all next week either. Everyone, have a great week. Stay safe, wear a mask, and wash your hands. Later, everyone. <laughs>